Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. I want you to take note of 1 Corinthians chapter, six, uh, chapter 1, verses 26 through 29. The Apostle Paul addresses this issue beautifully. Look at it with me if you would. Verse 26, he says, For consider your calling, brothers, sisters would be included. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. And why does God do that? He does that so that no human being might boast in his presence. I cannot afford to to boast I cannot afford to have pride in me. The Lord has already shaken my tree several times to let me know about that. I will stand here and tell you that if he didn't give me everything that I need, I would have nothing to give you. I wouldn't be able to serve. And it's all to his glory, and it's all to his praise. And that's exactly what he's looking for. It's for people who are available, people who are willing to trust him. I wonder... As I look at all four of these sections, have you ever found yourself doubting whether or not you have what it takes to serve God in his kingdom? Have you ever, have you ever wondered that and just doubt? I, I, I really, it's for somebody else. It's not for me because I'm just so lowly. I just, I just don't have any gifts. I don't have any abilities. I'm just, I'm just scared of my shadow. Can I assure you that if you're having those kind of thoughts, you are the exact kind of person God is tapping for ministry of some type? Because he's not looking for those who are sufficient in themselves. Those who are sufficient in themselves, those who think they've got it licked, need not apply. It is those who know that they don't, but are willing to trust his sufficiency to make it work. Those are the kind of men and women that he's always calling to come alongside and to serve his purposes. Well, we come now to the final M this morning, and it's the word money. Money, 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 money. I know that wasn't very good. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susanna, as well as other women accompanying Jesus, Luke tells us that these women supported his work, supported Jesus' work out of the resources that God provided them. You know, it's really unfortunate that because of ministries and ministers who have exploited money, who have exploited the divinely orchestrated connection between ministry and money, because of them, many people on both sides of the pulpit don't like to talk about money. Most of the folks who stand on a stage behind a a pulpit and preach, they would rather talk about anything but money. And most of the time, the people sitting in the seats would rather that that person talk about anything but money. But let me tell you that we cannot escape the fact that God has tied ministry and money together. You just can't get away from that reality. It started back when God established the priesthood. And and when he uh, 
led Israel to set up the tabernacle and then the temple. And it's during those days that God asked his people to bring their tithes and offerings to provide for those who God had called to full-time service, but also for the construction and the maintenance of the temple and then uh, of the tabernacle and then the temple respectively. And no one was exempt. Not even the high priest, which everything the high priest had came from the gifts of the people. But even he, from those gifts, was to do the same as the people were being called to do. And that way, everyone who was following, everyone who was part of the community, were working together and had the same responsibility to support God's work through the resources he provided. Today, when we talk about money, there are many in the church who, um, who say this. They say that since we are no longer under the law, uh, this whole concept of tithing is past. Uh, there are many who would say that New Testament Christians do not have to tithe. Well, I'm not here today to settle that score one way or the other. I'm just here to ask you this. Let's just forget tithing and let's talk about grace giving. Have you ever heard about grace giving? Grace giving is something that was not established under the law. Grace giving is something that didn't even exist in Israel. Grace giving is something that didn't come about until the foundation of the church and the apostle Paul began to teach about it. Grace giving is this. It is not giving 10% right down to the penny because of some law that is over you and you feel like you must adhere to the law. No, grace giving is all about proportionate giving in accordance to how God has blessed you. Whole different motivation. No longer compelled by the law, but compelled by the goodness of God to you. Don't raise your hand, because either you'll be embarrassed or I will. But has, how many of you would say God has not been good to you? How many of you would say, he's really jolted me? I mean, I've, I've had all these needs, and he's just left me out in the cold. How many of us would say that? I think if we did, we'd have to reassess what we really think and believe. Because my testimony is just the opposite. I would tell you that God has never failed me. He's not given me everything I wanted, and that was good. Because many of the things I wanted would have destroyed me. But he has given everything I need. He has never failed to be on time with the things that are truly needed to live the life he has called me to live. And so my testimony is that God is faithful. Well, if God is faithful, then how would that motivate me to want to worship him and want to support his work through the very goodness that he has given me? And that's what grace giving is all about. It's not a a law, but a calling. Grace giving is a calling to give generously. It is a call to faith. It is a call to love. It is a call to be a conduit through which God pours out resources. Some of them are for you and your family, and some of them are for the support of the furtherance of the gospel here on earth. And this is what Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna, and other women were doing. Out of the means that God had provided them, they gave to support the ministry of Jesus and to support the greater need of the full organization that was there coming alongside and ministering with him. And because of the support of these women, Jesus 
And those who were with him were free to minister to people. And they weren't tied down to having to work a regular job. They were able to freely give themselves to others. And when it comes to this thing about giving, my father used to say to me, son, you can't outgive God. He used to say that to me all the time. And you know, my dad's words were not empty words because I know that my dad always gave at least 10% of his income and of his business profits to the work of the Lord. But he went beyond that. He went beyond that. At one time, my father's giving, in addition to his normal giving to the church and to the work of, of God, he was funding 25% of the church's missions budget. Now, he didn't do that for recognition because nobody in the church really knew that except maybe the accountant. And he didn't do it because of some law that was over him and he felt like, well, if I, if I, if I don't do this, then, then God's not going to be pleased with me. No, he did it because he loved Jesus and he did it because he wanted the gospel to go forth. And God had brought everything into Tom Rose's life that he had and he didn't see it as something to hold on to, but something to give. He looked at himself truly as a conduit through which God would pour resources and some of them benefited him and some of them went on to other causes. And that's what grace giving is all about. Let me bring you truth point number four. Truth point number four says that financial support of God's ministry is never an issue of affordability, but of availability and faith. It is not an income issue. It's always a heart. I want you to think about that. It's never about affordability. I remember, even though I grew up in that home, and I had that testimony lived out before me, when I got on my own, I didn't give a dime. I went to church. I was in Sunday school every Sunday morning. I was at morning worship. I was at Sunday evening church. I came back on Wednesday night, and most of the time I went out on Thursday to visit people in the community. But despite all that seeming fervor for the Lord, I kept every penny that I got to myself. And the reason? Well, my, my income was meager. I was just a two-striper in the Air Force. But I wanted a house. And I wanted a color TV. And I wanted a VCR. And I wanted a nice car to drive. And I really liked clothing. You'd be amazed if you could have seen my closet back in those days. And I didn't give a dime. Never. For years. It wasn't until 1986 when the Lord did a work in my heart and totally changed my perspective about my life and who I was in relationship to Him that that changed. And I want to tell you that since 1986, I have been supporting the work of the Lord faithfully. And I want to tell you that despite whatever it is that I have given, God's gifts back to me have always been bigger. I don't give for that reason. It's just what I have found to be true. My father found the same thing uh, to be true. Listen, God can bankroll his ministry any way he wants, but he has chosen to give his children resources and then to ask them to trust him and worship him by supporting his work out of those resources. He could do it any way he wants. In fact, there was one time when they needed to pay taxes, the disciples did, and he, you know, 
had them catch a fish and open up its mouth, and right there was the money. I'd like to have one of those deals. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> catch a fish and open it up, and hey, there's a hundred. Woohoo! That's awesome. You know, he can do it any way he wants, but he has chosen to do it through his people. And let me tell you what that does that causes both the giver and the receiver to learn to trust, to learn to trust, to learn to ask him daily for their daily bread. Because when you're giving it away and when you're setting back needing it to come, you need God's direction, you need his blessing, you need his hand upon that situation. And that is what grace giving is all about. Well, let me wrap it up. What we find here are four points. Method, message, ministers, money. What was Jesus's method? Tell me. Go. You were listening. Go. What was his message? The gospel of the kingdom of God. Who were his ministers? Ordinary men and women. People just like you and me. Money. The money needed for ministry was provided by those who loved him and desired to invest in the work that he was doing. Can I tell you that nothing has changed? Can I tell you that it still works exactly the same way? This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.